getting fixated on your download metrics is a shitty way of entering the podcast space. And it's a complete flip on what you really wanted to accomplish by starting your show. When I talked about that foundational plan, yeah, that can lead to a lot of podcasts fading away if you don't develop one. And that's probably something that many podcasters have experienced. But I guarantee that download metric played into it as well because they got fixated on a number that in all reality is nothing more than vanity. Do you want to take your solo podcasting efforts to the next level and beyond? Believe it or not, it doesn't have to be complicated. And you're about to discover why. This is Solo Podcasting Simplified. Well, there you are, and here I am, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode four of Solo Podcasting Simplified, the only podcast dedicated to all of your solo podcasting initiatives. I'm your host, Jason Sircone, and today I want to talk about one of the most common mistakes that podcasters are making today. Now, we know in podcasting and content creation, there's a lot of good, and there's a lot of bad. And ultimately, there are a lot of mistakes that can happen. You've heard me talk about on the first few episodes, the dreaded pod fade. And pod fade is when someone starts a podcast and then they just stop with no warning. They just stop producing content. Unfortunately, it's one of the biggest blights on the podcast medium. And it's incredibly staggering when you hear the statistics that say, there is like over, as, as I sit and record, it is July 2nd, 2023. The stats now, I don't know exactly, but they say that there are over 4 million podcasts or even approaching 5 million that are listed on the big podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts and Spotify, but only like 220 some thousand have produced content in the last 90 days. That is scary. I've mentioned the podcast Graveyard. My friend, it is littered with podcasts that only produced a few episodes. Now, there are a number of reasons why a podcast may fade away. And more than likely, it's one or a combination of some of the following items that I'm going to share. More than likely, the content creators did not have a solid foundational plan of action built. And they went into their podcasting efforts with unrealistic expectations. When that happens, it's very easy for things to unravel because you don't have anything to aim at. If you don't have a target, then what are you shooting at? It's going to go haphazard. And more than likely, because it doesn't have a clear direction, there's no traction gained. And therefore, this initiative sucks. Let's move on to something else. And then those podcasts go away. Also, those content creators more than likely did not identify a target listener. They did not find the person that they want to gear their content towards. Likewise, they weren't building niche down content. That's what it takes to build relevant content in today's podcast space. And this transcends podcasting. I'm going to explain why. If you're not building content that speaks to a specific person's issues that they are looking to resolve, you're not going to gain any traction because they're not going to be able to find you. And it's not that there's just this very small amount of podcasts out there, because as I said, the numbers would make you think that this is a very saturated platform, but we're not even anywhere near the amount of YouTube channels there are, the amount of blogs that there are, and these are alive or dead. They're out there. So these numbers are a bit skewed. But even if you have a small number of podcasts that you're going up against, 
you need to deliver content that's going to make you stand out and it's going to answer a specific purpose, a specific question, provide a specific transformation. The reason I say that is your podcast content is going to get interwoven with all of the other content that people are consuming in the world. And we get inundated with content on a daily basis. So the best way to stand out is to answer somebody's specific question, answer their specific needs. If you create content that's based around that, when they go searching for an answer to their questions, if you're the resource that's providing that answer, that's going to give them more of a likelihood of staying loyal to you, listening to more, becoming part of your ecosystem, and continuing to feel the value that you have to offer. So yeah, a podcast may have faded away because it wasn't niche down enough. It wasn't catering to what a specific person needed. And an important lesson to remember here is that if you're speaking to everybody, you're speaking to nobody because your audience does not know what you're aiming at. And therefore, if you're all over the map, they're not going to stay tuned in. They're going to find someone that is answering their specific questions. And one of the big factors that throws people off, and it's a huge mistake, is getting fixated on numbers. Now, I'm going to share this story real quick because I have caught some flack for it, but I don't care. I firmly believe this, especially for brand new podcasters. If you're starting new and you're developing a skill set and you're beginning to put yourself out there and share your message via the podcast platform, do not look at your metrics for six months at a minimum. And I know that can be incredibly difficult. Some people are so tempted to dive into those numbers immediately, but what are they doing for you? especially at the very beginning. You need to use that time period to get good, to become a more well-rounded podcaster, someone that can communicate through this microphone, through this camera, with your message in a confident fashion, and metrics will not make that happen. If anything, they're going to take you in the opposite direction because if you've never launched a podcast, I'm going to tell you, any platform that I've ever been a part of, the second you log in, guess what number is staring you in the face? The download metric. And that is one of the most flawed vanity metrics in this space. If you get fixated on a download metric, you're forgetting your purpose. You're forgetting why you started this podcast to begin with. And I'll break the news to you right now. If you're just starting out, it's going to take a few minutes to develop an audience. If you don't have an audience in place, even if you do, if you're bringing people in from an existing audience that you might have built through social media or your email list, they're not all podcast listeners. So they're not all going to just flood in and give you this huge download number, which is nothing when it really comes down to it. If you're looking at just how this week's episode performed, you're not focusing on the right ideas. You're not focusing on the right things. And this is something that I feel many podcasters get fixated on and they don't think they have enough downloads. And that's the, the first question I ask is, well, what's enough? Because I guarantee you no podcaster started their podcast with the intention of saying, my purpose is to get a thousand downloads. That's just what happens. They started their podcast because they had a brand objective. Your brand objective could be accomplished by getting five listeners. But if you get fixated on, on this number that's arbitrary and irrelevant, and then you say, I must suck at this. I don't have enough people listening. I'm going to go on to something else. Your show goes away before you ever have a major breakthrough. Getting fixated on your download metrics is a shitty way of entering the podcast space. And it's a complete flip on what you really wanted to accomplish by starting your show. 
when I talked about that foundational plan, yeah, that can lead to a lot of podcasts fading away if you don't develop one. And that's probably something that many podcasters have experienced. But I guarantee that download metric played into it as well because they got fixated on a number that in all reality is nothing more than vanity. And they let it erode their confidence. They let it derail all of their efforts. The train didn't even get out of the freaking station because it takes time to develop your skill set and to make people want to listen to you. You have to develop your voice. You have to be confident in delivering your message. And if you look at numbers within the first few days, it's going to play tricks with your mind. Can you tell them a little passionate about this subject? Do not look at your podcast metrics for six months. The reason I've caught shit for this is because there are ways to look at your numbers that are going to help you grow. So I'm not disqualifying ever using your metrics. I always say, if you're going to look at download numbers, don't look at this week's episode, look at your entire catalog because your podcast is going to get discovered at different points. You may be on episode 53, but somebody discovers episode 21. That episode isn't any less valuable because it came out a few months ago. It's still got some punch to it. So as people find your episodes, whether it's the first episode, the last episode, or the middle episode, they're going to listen if it truly brings them the value that they're looking for. If they like what they hear, now they're going to start listening to other episodes. So that download metric is constantly growing because people are going to find your show at different points. So the more value you add to your whole portfolio, that's going to make a more well-rounded podcast for people to sink their teeth into. That's what's important. You can't get pissed off because this week's episode didn't do as well as last week's. But a way that you can look at your metrics that will help you is to look at some of your best performing episodes and see how see what the content was about. Maybe take your top three to five. What was that podcast about? What did I cover in those episodes? Your audience is telling you that that's what they want to hear. If they really leaned into that and you're getting more listens from that, start focusing your attention there. Don't try to re reinvent the wheel Focus on what's working and continue giving your audience that type of content. Because I guarantee you what happened was they told others to go listen because it really provided impact. If they're telling others to listen, that's the biggest win you can have because they're recommending your content to others. And that can be done through word of mouth, through sharing on social media, whatever means of communication they have at their disposal. Use your metrics smart. Don't get fixated on the wrong thing. I just went on a major rant there, didn't I? So believe it or not, that's not the biggest mistake. And that's not what I wanted to cover today. But it's very important to use your metrics wisely and look at them wisely. And I'm a firm believer that in the very beginning, it's not about the metrics. It's about the value of your message. And it's about building a skill set. As your skill set comes together, you start putting better content out there. The numbers fall into place naturally. So if you put your focus on the right areas of your production and you keep the right mindset, numbers will filter in and you'll be happy with what you see when you do finally look. But if you look within the first few days, you're not going to see a lot that makes you happy. That's just the reality of the situation. But the biggest mistake, like I said, believe it or not, I've got one bigger, at least in my opinion. This is something that I've, I've done this. And this is why I speak from experience as I tell you this. One of the biggest things that we do as podcasters we create this content and then we just let it sit on a shelf for weeks, maybe even months before it goes live. 
at the same time, we don't maximize as much of that content as we possibly can because of it. So what happens is I'm thinking of when I was, when I hosted my podcast, Evolution of Brand, I was, I, I just realized I was, I was terrible at this. This is I'm like, I will not make this mistake with solo podcasting simplified. I would record content, have phenomenal conversations. There was great insight for myself and my guests. I mean, I, we really came together on some good content, but I was so far ahead in my production schedule that some of these episodes didn't premiere for a couple months. So they'd sit in a folder and I would do Jack with all that content. Then when the episode was ready to go live, that's when I would dig in and find a couple clips. What about utilizing clips all the way up to when that episode releases? Why wasn't I doing that? Why aren't more podcasters doing that? That I feel is one of the biggest mistakes that podcasters make because what ends up happening is they've got this great piece of content and yes, they can use that audio component and have the full conversation out there for the world to consume. That's fine. That's great. But as I've said before on a couple past episodes, not everyone in your network is a podcast listener, but the content found within that podcast can be very valuable and game-changing. You just need to put it on a platform where they can consume it and feel the value much like they would if they were listening to the podcast. A podcast can be a total game-changer for your brand. I know you feel the same way or else you wouldn't be here with me today. A podcast gives you an effective channel to connect and communicate with your audience and positions you as a bona fide thought leader in your niche. While many podcasters lean into shows that feature guests, you know me, I'm all about solo podcasting. The solo method allows you to keep 100% of the spotlight on your expertise, thus strengthening your bond with listeners and clients. If you're a coach or consultant that really, and I mean really, wants to sink your teeth into solo podcasting and produce multifaceted content that elevates your brand in undeniable ways, the Solo Podcasters Mastermind is calling your name. This fully interactive 60-day mastermind is designed to help you develop the right mindset for podcasting, hone your solo podcasting skills, build a well-oiled podcast infrastructure to grow your show, and give you access to support from other solo podcasters. You'll even get assistance with post-production and editing and have your show launched in less than 60 days. Get all the details and register to be part of the next Solo Podcasters Mastermind session at jasoncircone.com slash mastermind today. You can find the link in the show notes. So if you leave this podcast sitting on the shelf or you leave this content sitting on the shelf right up until the week it goes live and you're only pulling out a couple small clips to use to promote the show, you're potentially leaving valuable content on the shelf only within the audio portion that could be used for shorts, for reels, for TikToks, for YouTube, for any platform that you're using to build your brand. It's not being brought into the right spotlight and it's not being repurposed properly. This, I feel, is something that all of us as podcasters can get better at. This was something that I've been doing more with I've been pulling out clips from recordings and sharing them well before episodes go live. I'm going to continue to do that because my goal with the show is to try to batch content ahead. And as I bring in new guests and thought leaders to join me for various episodes of the show, I want to get their content out there as soon as possible. And in my mind, I feel like this is one of those catalysts to keep them excited. 
And this goes a little off subject, but let me just touch on it real quick. When you bring guests on your show, there's usually a lag from when you record to when it goes live. And oftentimes there's no communication in between. So the guest has other priorities in their life. Your podcast is not the most exciting thing in their world. So when their episode goes live, they're not as inclined to share it just because they pretty much have moved on to other things. Not every, that's definitely not a blanket statement, but there are some guests that do nothing. And I shared that on a past episode already. Guests, some guests will go and make an appearance and then you never hear from them again. And they do nothing to share that with their community. I feel that's a mistake, but that's a topic for another day. But if you aren't leveraging this content and making the most of it, you're costing yourself opportunities. So the message to the podcasting community, but more specifically you, as you launch into the solo podcasting approach and initiative, use this content for as much as you possibly can. There is a lot of meat on the bone. You can utilize this in a number of different ways. You want to make sure that you're repurposing it in a way that's going to impact your audience when they're not listening to your podcast. So your impact and value gets to the right people, even if they're not downloading your podcast episodes. Now, another thing I want to point out in regards to repurposing, this is one of those things that I feel it, it does. There's a little bit of a polarizing effect that comes with the repurposing aspect. I don't want you to think that it's the be all end all. When you have this content at your disposal, yes, you're working smarter, not harder, because podcast content can be used in a number of different ways. Social media posts, reels, videos, transcriptions through the audio. There's a number of different ways to leverage it, but you don't want to spread yourself so thin that you're trying to create content and repurpose content for every freaking platform under the sun. This is something that can also lead to burnout and also not getting the most value from the content that you're creating. Because if you're trying to take one clip and then you're sharing it everywhere, all you're doing is creating this echo chamber and you're not really making any strides forward. And you're probably costing yourself so much bandwidth that you're questioning whether this makes sense. Don't fall into that trap. Instead, find the platform where you have the most fun, and it's the most engaging. You want your audience participating in the conversations and adding value to the content you share. And you want to be in there adding content and conversation to it as well, because you can't just post and ghost these days. But if you're going to repurpose for social media, find the platform where your ideal listeners are hanging out and start there. Don't spread yourself so thin to think, okay, I've got this content. Now I've got to make YouTube videos. I've got to make Clips for uh, YouTube shorts and reels and TikToks and blah, and blah. I mean, before you know, I mean, you would list off 15 to 20 different platforms and again, spread yourself so thin that you just get burnt out and say, this doesn't work. I'm done. Now, if you have a team helping you, that's something. But even if you have a team, doesn't it make more sense to emphasize one specific platform and build the attention there? I think it does because I think we live in a world to where Many people say, well, everybody's everywhere, right? Everybody's on all the different platforms. So you want to be there too. I take the reverse engineered look at that and say, if everybody is on all the platforms, they're going to find me on the one I decide to emphasize my message on. So for me, YouTube, my podcast, obviously, and LinkedIn. And I do share some clips on Instagram, 
but my primary focus is on three different places. And I should say four, obviously my podcast, YouTube, LinkedIn, and my website. My goal is to get people into my world, the world that I have created where I can control the narrative. I can't control the narrative on social media. One of the big reasons why I lean into podcasting so much is even though I know it's not fully in my control, I feel like it's more in my control than it is on Instagram, TikTok, and the like. So if you're going to go down the repurposing route, which I absolutely recommend, you have to do it strategically. That's one of the big factors that will also lead to burn. If you, if you just do it sporadically and think you've got to create thousands and thousands of pieces of content, that could burn you out fast. Keep your bandwidth in mind and do this with a strategic approach. Find the best moments in your podcast and pick the network where those clips will have the biggest impact. You may not get everybody to jump over and listen to your podcast, but if it brings them closer to a buying decision, whether they hear it on your podcast or they hear it on the network that you're emphasizing, what's the difference? I'm very excited to share an episode that I did with Mickey Anderson on this subject because she brought some incredible insights on that very thought. And we had an amazing conversation about that. So that's going to be a future episode here, but keep that in mind, what you're doing with your content. Don't let it sit on a shelf, use it as much as you can, but use it strategically so it can deliver the impact that you want it to. So you get the best results at the end of the day. That is going to bring episode four of Solo Podcasting Simplified to a conclusion. I hope you had a great time. I know I did. Until we meet again, this is Jason Sircone on Solo Podcasting Simplified. Good talk. I'll see you out there. See, I told you, solo podcasting isn't complicated. For even more game-changing coverage on the world of solo podcasting, join me at jasonsircone.com today. Follow the podcast, get your hands on free resources, and take the first step towards elevating your solo podcasting efforts by setting up a call with me, the Solo Podcast Consultant. Thank you for being part of the Solo Podcasting Simplified Experience. Let's do it all again real soon.